0: This is Kristen and
1: I'm Keontae and, and you're, you're listening, listening to the, the Crafted, Crafted Podcast. What it do? What it do, baby boo? <laughs> <laughs> what is that actually we from? We back. What, what is that
0: actually from? What it do, baby boo? I know, like that's something we always say. That should have been your random fact for today.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know that I don't really know the origin of that. Gotta be something black though. Gotta be some black movie. I'm thinking probably like Booty Call or something like that. I don't know. Sounds about sounds about right. Maybe Bay Kids.
0: I don't know. What a new baby move. Baby's <laughs> kids, that's a classic. Bro. But
1: but why we say it now is uh like the resurgence of it, like of it being like kind of a popular saying, was um Kawhi Leonard. Uh, cause Kawhi Leonard, he, Kawhi Leonard is a basketball player and he's not a, he's really not a man of many words. <laughs> he just goes on the court and get stuff done. He people, people, you know, they joke about him cause he has like an interesting characteristic about him. But anyway, um, after he won a championship in Toronto, when he got traded to Toronto, there was like a, they had him on camera and he was like, what it do, baby? <laughs>
0: what, what I do baby and that's from something too
1: that's that's from him that's what i'm saying that's wow. that's where it got repopularized like that little phrase i would not because he doesn't normally like he don't really be saying stuff like you'll never really catch him like doing interviews or you know like out and about like at the clubs or at, at like the super bowl and stuff like that kawhi leonard like be to himself Okay. He just, but he, his mind is, they call, his nickname is the cyborg. Like he literally go, his whole mindset is basketball game on. I'm on. I'm playing basketball. I'm one of the best defenders you've ever seen. I'm one of the best two-way players you've ever seen. After the basketball game is over, I shut down. I go home.
0: Does
1: That's that's Kawhi. Do,
0: is a cyborg? one of them things with one
1: eye yeah, cyborg is like the term uh well cyborg is half human half robot so it's like a terminator
0: oh wow the more you know
1: but um but yeah anywho um we just we back fresh from knowledge fresh from knowledge yeah. um yeah we were in new orleans uh well of course if you listen to our last podcast our mini episode our mini pod um, we were kind of talking about New Orleans, and it was a, it was like our first couple of days in New Orleans. And we kind of gave like our experience. um It kind of leveled out at the end there because I thought yeah, I, I guess think, we
0: got to update them, huh? Yeah,
1: because it was a little crazy starting off because we literally landed during Mardi Gras, and so that in itself was just it was a it was literally a million people out there, and it was crazy. But to be quite honest, the start, I mean, what the little the tidbit I gave for our first couple of days, it didn't really change that much other than the food was immaculate out there. Surprisingly, though, the couple of places we had gumbo. I'm not really that big of a gumbo person, but I know that you are. And surprisingly, in a place where like gumbo essentially started. It wasn't that much good gumbo. It
0: sure wasn't. Except for but you restaurant. know what? I was talking to my sister, and she was like, "Yeah, girl." She was like, "The gumbo really isn't it because they put too many things in their gumbo. They be, at, you know, they add extra stuff." Mm. I feel like out here, a gumbo is chicken, Simple. sausage, shrimp, crab. They don't even have crab in their gumbo.
1: Yeah, they didn't. It. Sure, they sure didn't. That
0: was different, right? And the
1: crazy thing is, like, they had that every restaurant we went to, they had like those little gumbo flights. Right. You can try. So it was gumbo. Cat. It was gumbo. Was it crawfish etouffee? Yeah, crawfish yep. etouffee, jambalaya, and then what was red the last beans one? And a rice. Red beans and rice. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a little flight, like one, a mimosa flight.
0: One of my friends is going to New Orleans this weekend, and so you know, I was te- I was telling her all about the food and things, and so I'm like, okay, girl.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But the po'boys, immaculate.
1: Yeah, the po'boys were good. Man. I tried I tried gator out there for the first time. Um, that was interesting. Though the best way I can describe it is Gator is chicken and shrimp.
0: <laughs> chicken texture, shrimp tasting, right?
1: Yeah, it was yeah. It, well the taste yeah, the ta- the taste was reminiscent of a blend of like chicken and shrimp and one in one thing. But it did have like the texture of like a, a a chicken. But you get a little bit of like the the sea or the I guess the river or the, the, the swamp in that in that case. On the back end of that chicken bite, so, Huh. but it wasn't bad. I'm always down for anywhere we travel to to try, you know, to try something.
0: Yeah, he's very adventurous. I refuse because I will immediately throw up. Yeah, I mean, you gotta try. You gotta
1: try the staples. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're going, if you go in certain, like if you go into San Francisco, you have to try the clam chowder. There. You know,
0: what we didn't try while we were out there the what? oysters.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't. Not didn't you? Didn't we have? A, oh no, we yeah. had a mussel. Is that, is that the same thing no it's not the same thing oh
0: but we didn't have the oysters or anything like that and so but overall oh, i tried
1: muscle for the first time too that was that was interesting
0: overall new orleans was okay it wasn't it's not our favorite city
1: i'm i don't need to go back there
0: yeah we're not really party people (laughs) but you know what's funny is we'd go back to vegas but we said the last time we went to vegas we didn't need to go back (laughs) but now i'm feeling like we kind of need to go back so we could have a show and stuff yeah and the thing that we missed out in new orleans that we didn't do there was live music everywhere which was kind of cool but we didn't go to like any like music restaurant type thing so we didn't go like to the house of blues that would have been fun to do um to do something like that but
1: also too the day when we went they had a band there i'm like i don't need to see them now if they had like a you know louis armstrong cover band or something like that then yeah but it was some like i forgot what the band was but it wasn't our it wasn't our type of band i'll just say (laughs) it that way (laughs) <laughs> That's funny <laughs> Wasn't the band we was gonna vibe with But yeah I, I think the difference Like the I think the difference between Vegas And New Orleans Because it was kind of similar Especially like Walking down Canal Street And then Bourbon Street As opposed to Walking down the Las Vegas Strip uh, it, it was kind of the same One was just a little bit more ghetto, right? And and
0: Vegas, (laughs) Vegas has more things to do.
1: Yeah, that's all I say. The allure of like, I think why we like to go back to Vegas or people like to go back to Vegas is because it's not only the allure of like the Strip, but like we have a thing like, oh, let's stay in every hotel because every hotel is like a different world in a sense. Yeah, yeah, it is
0: kind of a vibe. I miss it, and we gotta do the (laughs) kid. We gotta take the kids this summer so we can take them to like Circus Circus and. Because oh man, because
1: August would, August would get a kick out of watching the fountain, the Bellagio fountain go off.
0: Omg, and imagine going um, in the Venetian and riding in the canal. Oh, the, the, they the would gondolas? love that. Oh yeah. And they're old enough to like really appreciate things. They would think they were like in the most in the coolest place in the world. So we gotta have us a Vegas trip, uh, popping soon. Yeah. For definitely. the kiddos, but yeah. So, our rating for New Orleans. What's your rating out of ten stars? Shh,
1: out of ten. <sighs> well, I'm gonna give them a seven. Oh, that's good. And the good. seven, and the only reason they really get a seven is because the food was top tier. Like, if the food, if the food didn't hit the way it did, because man, the beignets, and when you go to New Orleans, I know Cafe Du is the popular name, nah. but you gotta go to the French Market and go to Loretta's. Didn't they had another Loretta somewhere else? Yeah, too, just good right?
0: on Yelping. Yeah, it.
1: just find Loretta's, and then if you, and then if you can't get to Loretta's, just go to Cafe Beignet. Um, but yeah, Cafe Dumont, it just wasn't. I felt like when we sat, and we we even sat down and had tried to have the whole experience, the lady brought us out waters and drinks and stuff like that. I feel like their mini eggs tasted old, like they was already (laughs) sitting out or something like that. Yeah, just crazy. But at Loretta's, let me tell you, they have a hot
0: and ready baby. Yeah,
1: they they make them fresh. They had a put, they had a pecan. Or no, the not pecan, praline Oh, the pralines
0: were so good A
1: praline beignet, that was Yeah The
0: praline beignet and the pralines were just good
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah And then we went to the steakhouse Because we went out there for Valentine's Day And it was a place called Briquette Bread They had they had a steak Well, both of us got steak But my wife's steak was like so tender I'm like, I was like, was this thought, real meat? I thought it was broccoli Yeah, I was telling her <laughs> It was, was so was, tender
0: That might have been dog meat or something <laughs>
1: Because that was crazy, but yeah, yeah, we had a good time with the food. My wife had a, I'm sure she had a great time because we were out, the reason why we were out there was for her school psychologist oh my convention. God, that
0: makes it a blast.
1: Um, and so, yeah, we had a good time.
0: Yeah, we did. We feel bonded and great. We already feel bonded though, but you know, it's just good getting away and I suggest everybody do that. Yeah, everybody, everybody. So I guess let's get into the meat. You ready to get into the meat of what we're doing next? Random.
1: Yep. Let's go ahead and get to the random fact of the day. So we're still in Black History Month. Last week, we gave you uh, two of our favorite black history historical figures. Today, I want to do something different. I want to I want to take a time to celebrate a moment in black history. And this is just something that has happened over the weekend. Um, so over the weekend, um, we had two things happen in black history. One, we have Beyonce. Beyonce is now the first, uh, black female solo artist to chop top the country charts, um, with her song, Texas Hold'em. Um, she's the first, like, like I said, she's the first to get to the top of the charts as a solo artist. Um, technically last year, Tracy Chapman actually got a number one um, with the resurgence of her song, Fast Car, via Luke Combs. Um, but she got to that feat as uh, the first black songwriter um, because he did another rendition of her song. Um, but she gets the credit for that since she was a songwriter. Um, but yeah, man, this is a this is a crazy feat. And also, Beyonce is not only the first um, black female solo artist to top the t- country charts, but she's actually the first black person to have a number one country song and to have a number one song on the R and B charts, um, wow! So that's another that's another feat that she she accomplished this year, and it's just great to see because you know although you know it's it's gonna be really nice that a lot of people that really cause me I I had I was already a big country fan like I love country I love all type of music but I do love country music like Casey Musgraves is one of my favorites um, of course Chris Stapleton. You know, and I'm a Randy Travis guy too. But it's great Not to naming
0: all these people. People are going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah,
1: look them up because they got some, some dope songs out you there. Say,
0: you sound like one of those people, you know, you know, when kids be, know people at their school, they're like, oh, oh, there goes, <laughs> there <Jamal>. goes Andrew. <laughs> there goes Andrew. Well, these there are go, these are
1: some good people. Like there goes Ryan. Like I, po- I posted on social media and I'm glad that Beyonce got y'all checking for country music because there's really been some bops over the years. But seriously, like uh, this is just really great because. Uh, you know, all oh, while wow, you know Beyonce is really putting a spotlight on country music for a lot of people who don't typically listen to country music or whatnot. I just want people to know, like, there have been other black artists already kind of doing country, um, just like the the people I was naming, like Mickey Guyton. Oh man, she got a song. We got the called... man who
0: did Old Town Road.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this girl is crazy. I'm not sure if that actually officially charted on country. It might. It might. I gotta. I gotta check that. I don't. I don't know that for a fact. But um uh oh man, Mickey Guyton has this song called "Better Than You Left Me." Oh y'all gotta check that out. Um, but yeah, shout out to Beyonce and like I said, this is a it's a great culmination because um it was literally almost like fifty years ago um that the first black artist actually charted um on the country charts when the country charts started and you know um that first person was Linda Martell. She was a black lady. Back in 1970, I think it was 1970, 1971, um, that she charted with her song. Her song had got to number 22 on the charts, and that was the first entry for a black person on the country chart. So shout out to Beyonce getting that number one. Um, Shot the Tracy Chapman having her moment this past year, 2023, and and having Fast Car make a resurgence after it came out. The first time it came out was 1988. It's now making a resurgence, so it's just all good stuff. But also the second thing of of a moment in Black history is that we have the youngest person to have a song chart on the top 100, and that is
0: Kristen McDonald.
1: No, that is <laughs> Northwest the dart of Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. Wow. So Kanye West came out with a surprise album. Well, it wasn't a surprise album. He's kind of he's already been talking about it but leading up to it, but it was it dropped on a date that it wasn't supposed to drop on. Um and the day that it dropped, it's just been getting play and one of the songs that's featuring Northwest on there, um it charted, I think it charted to number 6 on the Billboard charts. So at the age of 10, Northwest is the youngest person to have a top 10 um song on the on the billboard hot 100
0: good for her
1: so a little bit of black history i'm a moment in black history for you guys
0: and armenian history too
1: sound like oh yeah oh yeah 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 so yeah so yeah not only well yeah she well she's the youngest person in general no matter white black yellow orange she's the youngest (laughs) person in general but yeah she i mean she's half black half armenian so shout out shout out to my armenians (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, all right, let's go ahead and move on to our Let's Get Deep question of the day. And today's Let's Get Deep question says, is there a movie that changed your life? If so, which one?
0: The movie that changed my life is a movie that's near and dear to my heart. Oh, my, my gosh.
1: Heart. Don't say baby boy.
0: It's waiting to exhale. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was what to say. Because it taught me. To don't be Angela Bassett. That's her name, right? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Angela Bassett was strong. She was a strong... uh, The one that
0: left her husband? Yeah. I feel
1: like... No, it's...
0: Well, don't be naive. No, it taught me not to give up your dreams for the sake of another person. To really... (laughs) I was being funny at first, but it really, that is really a powerful message. But no, a movie has not really truly changed my life, but that is, that's a good message from that movie. You know what movie was the saddest to me was ever is The Boy the Striped Pajamas.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, That'll break a your heart. One. But that's that, so, but that that changed your life because it was just the saddest one you, you've
0: seen? The, there's no movie that has changed my life.
1: Huh. But, well, okay. Well, I guess Waiting to, were well, you saying like Waiting to Excel gave you a good. It gave you a good what's the word I'm looking for? It
0: it gave me a good found not foundation, but it gave like me Like some
1: advice, almost like advice. Yeah, but I kind of already knew that. So really truly it
0: has not been a movie that has changed my life. Huh. I was being funny at first, but then I thought about it and I'm like, eh, that's okay. not what to do. And not to be all up on a man Hey, I mean not to be all on a man that don't want you, like uh Yeah. What's her name? The other girl. Autumn girls. Oh, you know Robin.
1: Uh, Robin. Yeah,
0: you know you know what's so funny about that movie is um, is um that you could see yourself almost in all the characters, but most of them ladies was crazy, crazy as heck, cuckoo as heck. And <laughs> yeah, so, we had you know. Savannah,
1: we had Bernadine, we had Gloria. Gloria was the mom. Yeah, they all Loretta have. divine
0: But and that was Robin, that's my which movie. Is Leah yeah,
1: but they all had some different <laughs> issues and such. Oh, that's good stuff, though. Um, for me, there's uh, there's two movies that come to mind automatically. Number one is Star Wars. The first time I ever seen Star Wars, I, I what that what really changed me. And that one is that like I just couldn't believe that somebody created this whole world from their mind. Like you know, like just seeing the world that George Lucas created um and he was inspired by Isaac Asimov who if you don't know who that is Isaac Asimov wrote a wrote a one of the first like science fiction galaxy soap opera uh, space opera type of stories and it's called Foundation and now Foundation is now a show on Apple TV if you have Apple TV you should definitely check it out but Isaac Asimov wrote this wrote this novel Foundation a long time ago and from that m- one novel it has like it has inspired like a generation of just great stories. Uh, George Lucas is credited with being inspired by that book to create Star Wars. Gene Roddenberry is credited being inspired by that to create Star Trek. Um, Dune is inspired from that. The movie Dune, which is coming out next month. Um, So there's so many like things that have been created from that, but Star Wars in particular, like I just really fell in love with that. I fell in love with the creativity, just knowing and then even learning more about it, knowing that, most of the stuff that we see in the movies like the death star and like luke skywalker flying you know his his x-wing in between the death star to blow it up george lucas built those set like he built miniature versions of those sets and shot them as if it was like real life a real life set which is mind blowing to me so that's one of the movies that really changed, you know, changed me, changed my life. And then I would say, actually, it's two other movies, kind of in the same pattern. <laughs> Not two other movies. Well, because because <laughs> both of these movies invoke the same emotion to me that made me really self reflect and just think about humanity. And it's Rosewood, starring Don Cheadle and Ving Rhames, and then it's Schindler's List.
0: I've never seen Rosewood, and I've never seen Schindler's List.
1: So Schindler's List, Schindler's <laughs> List is. It's probably Steven Spielberg's Magnum Opus. Um it's Ooh, about the Holocaust. Magnum Opus. Yeah, it's about the Holocaust Ooh. and Jewish and the death camps and <laughs> pretty much, you know, what hap- like what happened during the Holocaust. I don't know
0: what a magnum opus is. I'm still stuck that. Magnum
1: Opus is like your like the precipice of your works. Ooh, so if you're using a director, the big
0: word's precipice, you know.
1: So if you're a director like Okay, like Christopher, professor. like Christopher, I feel like Christopher Nolan's magnum opus is probably it's either Dark Knight or, in my personal opinion, The Prestige. Like those are some of his best films. Let me type
0: me. in magnum opus. So I can you see know, what that's or about. like
1: you know, for example, like uh, I don't even know how do you spell like opus? Biggie, like Biggie Smalls' magnum opus is Ready to Die. You know, his first album. But anywho, um, Schindler's List is about the Holocaust, and then Rosewood, wow. the Rosewood. The movie that you've never seen with with Don Cheeto and Ving Rhames, it's about it's a story in the South during um, um it's not it's not slavery still going on but like we're just getting out of slavery but it's still like in Jim Crow South and it's almost it's almost in the sense um it's like a pattern of the Emmett Till story. Um, there's a woman in there, she's having some relations with a guy, and this guy does it wrong, or whatnot, and then she makes up a lie, and says that, you know, a black man had, like, assaulted her, and then this takes the movie, like, on a whole, just crazy run through the south of what it was like in jim crow south for black people and what they had to face uh-huh. um so watching that movie and watching schindler's list you know like really seeing cuz i you know being small like i heard about the holocaust but seeing that movie and seeing exactly what happened same thing like with boy in the striped pajamas because that's what it, that's what exactly essentially what you know it was about like the sadness that i felt in those movies is just invoked like uh different for me to look at a different part of humanity for me and myself and just self-reflection so okay yeah those are my those are my three movies star wars schindler's list and rosewood
0: wow interesting honey buddy yeah i'm at the watch one of them (laughs) (laughs)
1: well have you ever seen you've seen the original star wars right the first one yeah new hope no
0: Oh. I, ain't, I have only seen the ones that I've seen with you, Oh, that you've
1: seen me? Okay. I mean, those are good, too, the prequels.
0: I've never been like, oh, I need to go see that Star Wars. <laughs> so now let's switch into our forever segment. Forever segment is our marriage segment. And today we are going to be talking about sex, baby, sex. Mm. <laughs> my husband's favorite Which topic. Which is my
1: favorite dish. And, fa- ch- <laughs> and
0: favorite thing in the <laughs> whole world.
1: Sex is just so great. Is it? I just God, thank you God for creating. (laughs) Like man.
0: So you know, sex is an interesting topic because it's one of the big three in marriage, which is sex, money, communication. (laughs) Big three. It is. That's a big three. You're right. And sex, money, communication is you know in the big three, and so that is like one of the issues in people's marriage sex isn't like a main issue in our marriage we've already discussed that our communication is typically our main mm-hmm. issue in a marriage but you know it's funny where you have a lack of communication i feel like you could have issues with sex and issues with money so that's communication could be a big one but anyways back to the point so i have a sex rule that i live by and i've lived by forever in our marriage i've never er. The basically the rule is I don't deny my husband access to the booty, mm-hmm. never ever. Thank you, God. Um, one time I did deny him no access. Just... One one single time. We've been married since we were nineteen years old. Mm-hmm. And we're so in our thirties now. Yes, so that'll be we'll be married fourteen years this year, and I have tried I tried to deny him access one time because I got some advice from a friend, talking about it's your body, grow? And so I tried to do that one time and he was so hurt, y'all. <laughs> he would have th-
1: I don't even remember this. That's
0: because I don't do it often, but boy, he was hurt. He was so hurt. So I never did that again because like you would have thought something horrible, terrible
1: happened to him. Why would she give you that advice? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. And so
0: I try not to limit my husband. And I was watching one of my other friends sent me like this sermon. It was like this pastor and he was like, We're gonna talk about sex. Give the man sex. And he was just basically like saying it over and over again, like, men need sex, like they need air and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And they talking about some you praying away the Jezebel spirits, but you is Jezebel talking about uh you tired, you, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I Mm -hmm. thought that was interesting. I do think it's a little bit radical because I think that, you know, there's more to a relationship than sex, but I do feel like when your man's love language is physical touch and when men are likely, you know, a lot of them, um, look at your physical appearance. They like that actual tangible part of a relationship and so I do think it's important not to deny your man access. Now, I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: I mean, I ain't going to complain. I'm <laughs> I mean, I mean, when it comes to that, like, I mean, I think it's a good, I think it's a good thing. And the where my, my, my brain comes from where it says a good thing is because it's biblical. Like, like your body once you get married, like your body is not your own. Now there's a thin line Ooh, between people like going like that. Yeah, I mean but I kinda even don't like that. That's that's Bible. But, but your body's not your own But, but I it's guess to, it's cause you guys are one. Yeah, yeah, because you one. Because when you leave you cleave. But I feel like that's to an extent because, you know, of course, just like over time in our history, people love to take scriptures and then manipulate them to the way that they want them to be manipulated to.
0: That's so true.
1: Um, But your body is not your own, meaning that, you know, just like you said, we are one flesh. And so like my desire for you or your desire for me, you know, it should be open all access. But now when it comes to like abuse or like rape, because you can't be married to somebody and still rape them. Yes. let's get that clear um you know that's when you know that's when it doesn't flow that's when that scripture doesn't flow in that it has to be a willing uh, uh you know a selflessness an that. active participant right yeah. you know what I mean in, in that um so yeah I, I, I mean I totally agree and I don't want people to think that because that's your policy like I'm doing it every day are we doing it every day <laughs> if we- I would love to but you know, you know you. Yeah, he's not an animal. Yeah, you know, I I gotta have my I gotta have my rest period for I'm her. I'm rolling. You know, and and yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, it's you know, it's just my own choice, basically. Even I don't, I try, I don't say no. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean I'm always gonna initiate. i That's one of the areas I have difficulty in is initiating sex, and you know, men mm-hmm. want to feel wanted, and loved. as well and so that's something i'm actively working on i know that um i have said that well i'm doing like a marriage thing this year and one of the things is i initiate once per week i have been keeping tally and i know i have um done that but i was just talking to my husband and he was like usually you know women initiate by okay let me put I call it butt on nuts. <laughs> <Let me put laughs> oh, my gosh. What? You're <laughs> crazy. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Hey, butt on nuts. All yeah. right. I call it, you know, let me put some butt on nuts, and then, you know, boom. That's That's not really initiating, but sometimes, you know, you grab a little, you grab the handlebar down there mm-hmm. or whatever and things like that. But what my husband choices. just told me is that, Men, actually, you know, we think we're being all slick doing that and stuff. But men actually might want an explicit, you know, hey, let's have sex. Or, hey. Or, hey, put go a- lock the door. Right. Go lock the door. You know? Because we got, ooh, we get got ready. kids. Or, ooh, get ready for tonight or whatever. He wants the actual verbal, you know, initiation. And so, therefore, we as women, we have to, and as men, we have to remember to communicate with our partner and our husband or wife or whatever mm-hmm. and determine what they want, what needs they have, and we could determine whether we're going to, well, we can try and fulfill that need. And so now that I know he wants a verbal asking or whatever, if I were to take that information and be like, I ain't doing nothing with it, you know, then that's on me. But, you know, now that I know he wants that, then that's something that I can try and do, basically. And so, yeah. And so I think it's just important to communicate your wants and needs and communicate the things you want to try. Now, there are certain things that I don't do. Like, I'm sorry, but it's nothing that I am going to drink and swallow into my throat. No. I just won't do that. That's just not for me. And, you know, that might be something he wants, but he already knows. Like, it's really my gag reflex. Like, I can't, I can't do things like that. And then... <laughs> what <laughs> we're getting, we
1: getting deep up in this podcast it Go is, ahead, go off
0: I'm rolling. go off sis and then another thing is listen my i i only got i my my back hole right there that's not made for stuff to go in i'm sorry mm-hmm. like i don't think that's right like you might just walk around <laughs> i don't
1: think that's right
0: i don't i feel like you might walk around and something might slide up out you like your Uh your bowels might slide out or something i don't know i'm scared of that so no but is there anything that you're not gonna partake in sexually or something that you wouldn't want to partake in
1: Mm, i mean i mean there's all types
0: of weird stuff so you could probably say x out all the weird stuff. yeah i mean i'm
1: not doing like no crazy weird stuff anything anything you get a second think, like have a second thought about i'm not doing it but other than that my doors is open
0: not your doors oh, my well good. your back door
1: nah man <laughs> i'm not saying like not, not nothing nothing you got a second it. guess about i'm not saying like anything that you, you down said, with you know?
0: you said your doors, so listen it's only it's <laughs> oh my god i'm doing you so dirty that's but funny yeah. you said nah man okay but yeah so i just think that those are some things but i think that there are some reasons why people are having um difficulty with sex in their relationship and one of the things might be the differences in libido Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes when you're pregnant as a woman it's harder for you your hormones literally when i was pregnant with august the smell of you just drove me crazy in a bad way like I just didn't like his smell. I just, you know, and my and my hormones were down. I still had my all-access pass, so when he needed some, you know, I was available and ready and willing. And then with Autumn, my hormones were different, and I just was wanted to be with you all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Literally, I went into labor. <laughs> we mm-hmm. went into labor after having some fun. And so, fun. you know, it just changes. And then also women's cycles throughout the months, it changes Yeah, Um, different medicines you take, all types of things. And so I know with men, my mom says as men get older, then their uh, sex drive goes down. And so it's just something to be cognizant of. You know, you could ask your partner about their sex drive. And then also, if you guys have different sexual desires, like let's say, you know, he wants to hit the back door. And I'm like, babe, I don't do that. You know, there are certain things that I think you should be able to respect from each other. But it's conversations that need to be had, basically. Mm -hmm. That communication component. And then some people get anxious about, you know, sex and performing. And I had a time in my life that I was like, I I just, I know this is kind of deep and this is a lot. People are going to be like, oh my God. we We all grown. I know, but I had a time where I just didn't want to be on top at all mm-hmm. and I didn't want to do no movement I don't know I just I just wasn't really comfortable with I don't know I don't know exactly what I thought it was like a mental roadblock now however I don't have that mental roadblock anymore but whoo this mess stuck it through all the mirrors because I used to be laying there like an ironing board okay yeah like an ironing board and I don't really know what the true issue was I think I just wasn't comfortable in my own skin and now I'm pretty comfortable in my own skin, so there
1: is no issue. Well, we got three kids, so somebody comfortable.
0: Have you ever had performance anxiety? I'm rolling. Uh, we got nah. three
1: kids. Nah, you know, me, it's just like, you know, I, I I look at it like, you know, when Kobe is going out, you know, on that court, yeah, I, you know, I got to win. I just, I got to come so, back with a win.
0: You're the worst, bro. You know,
1: and that's, that's my mama, mama mentality. Yeah. Mamba mentality. So yeah. Oh
0: my goodness. You're one one
1: thing I do want to touch on though about the communication part because that's another thing too that just like you said that might be kinda, you know, drawing a strong people's sexual um relationship and their relationships is communication. Like, sex is one thing that people don't really talk about. Sex is... A, like, if you're with somebody and in a relationship and you're married, sex is kind of one of them things that just, like, you think is implied. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. we're together, so we should be having sex. Or the man be thinking, like, you know, my wife should know that i will be wanting to have sex. You know what I mean? But honestly, just like you said, wives might be going through something, hormones might be changing, or she probably just don't know, you know? Like... That's where the communica- the communication comes in you gotta talk about everything just like you talk about your feelings and your thoughts just like you talk about finances and your vision and the future of your family you gotta talk about sex and you gotta know like you got you gotta lay it out there like what you're looking for what you're hoping for what you' you know what you want what you like what you don't like you gotta talk through all of that stuff um, to really gain a good footing and understanding of each other. Um, and just how each other's work, you know, how, how, you know, how your spouse works. And one thing I want to say too, like, even with me, like talking about like, you know, the, the verbal, um, initiation from you. Um, it's not like what I, what I meant to say is not like, I need that like all the time, every time, but it is nice because oftentimes like if you rub up on me, I don't know if you just want to lay and cuddle. Sometimes we just, you know, sometimes we'll just be in the bed and we just spoon all day. Watching a show or something like that. So, you know, we get, as that's men, as, us as men, like, it's kind of mixed sense Because to be quite honest, I'm sure I speak for every guy that's under, that's my age and under. We want to have sex all day, every day, if we could. Point blank, period. That's you know what I mean? crazy. And so, but I know that you, I know that you particularly probably don't want to have sex all day, every day. <laughs> so, it's you know, I'm trying to read, like, okay, is she rubbing on me because, you know, she want to start something, want to be starting something like Mike Jack? Or, you know I mean? Is she just trying to, you know, get on her LMI and, you know, just, you know... You, you wanna just lay up on me and cuddle cuddle with me and let's watch a show or something like that. Yeah. So I just say like I you know, I would just like a verbal, you know, something every now and then. Just let me know, you know, like, hey, you know, you got you you busy in the next fifteen minutes? No why. Let's go upstairs. Like, ooh, ooh, that'll send a that'll send a little shiver down my back. You know what I mean? So down yeah, it's not, so it's not just a confirmation of it, but it's just it's also it plays into like the allure of being wanted, the allure of just arousal for us as yeah. men. You know what I mean? Just knowing like, oh okay, like oh she ready to go? Oh okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like get, that get me a little excited. We had a party or something like that, and you'd be like, mm, you want to leave? And I'd be like, oh yeah, why? You 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 bored? You tired or something? She's like, no, nah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm to go home and do something else. Woohoo. I'd be out. I mean, you couldn't tell me I'd be out. I had a car started.
0: Yeah, and but another issue with women, and you know why sometimes we're not like directly in the mood. I often say I'd, I mean, I like sex and everything, and but sometimes I'd rather go to sleep because I'm tired. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that another issue is that. You know, we're working as women these days. Then we come home and we do all our, all of our wifely and motherly duties, running the kids back and forth, getting you know, mingling kids and talking to them, putting down fights and making dinner. And oftentimes the end of the night is the only time we have to just sit. And then we got to, now I got to bust it open too. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. sometimes it's a bit harder. And so for the men that are out there listening to this and they're thinking, dang, she don't ever want to do nothing. I'm telling you, wrangle the kids for her, fix dinner, do something. You know what I mean? Do something or a few things to like lessen that, that, responsibility off of her so her mind so her mind can be clear and ready for that for you because you know it's nothing worse than uh busting it open at the end of the night and you thinking oh my god did I do this did I do that what else do I have to do and so you know we're we're pretty much an equal partnership in the responsibilities of the household and stuff and we do things um. pretty equally however so at the end of the day though sometimes i'm like oh my gosh my day was so packed and filled with all the things i have to do and it's mm-hmm. like i don't really have the energy to do anything but go to sleep you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so sometimes listen i turn around and go to sleep so fast because you know it's the only <laughs> it's literally the only break you get yeah so i think that that's often hard too but shoot hire a babysitter, hire a nanny for hire a housekeeper for it. Oh my gosh. If you hired a housekeeper for the day or for a couple days or whatever. Oh my gosh. I guarantee you, she going to be ready. Have a little gift. You know, sometimes the romance and stuff and it's like, boy, I've been working all day, taking care of these kids all day. You ain't said not two words to me. You ain't told me I was pretty. You haven't done anything for me at all. And now I have to be a porn star in the bed. Uh-oh.
1: Like,
0: no, sir. No, sir. But, yeah, so, you know, a couple other things that affect um, intimacy is, like, past trauma. You have to think, you know, if somebody was um, raped or molested or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Those are trigger words. But you never know. So there's also things like, um, you know, like, people haven't tried a lot of things. So they're just nervous. Like I said, that performance anxiety then we have erectile dysfunction or dry oh,
1: dryness
0: i'm rolling but as men get older they you know sometimes they have erectile dysfunction and then women as we get older you can have dryness or after having kids so you have to still have those issues and then if you've had trust issues in your relationship good luck and god bless i'm just saying mm. cuz nobody wants to have sex with somebody who's going to bring them home at std uh-oh yikes what
1: that lady said in new orleans Some sailors is coming back with souvenirs that they ain't want right <laughs> exactly yeah.
0: then we also have body image issues which is lastly you know but we could work out <laughs> i don't know is that privilege to say we could work out
1: yeah i mean somebody
0: having a body image issue
1: well i mean that's uh, that's a little deeper because you know not not everybody
0: is able to work out. <laughs> not not legs. not
1: that they're able to work out, but some people have different, you know, thyroid issues or that's true. Some, you know, something going but on. Then, yeah, you that's more be, of an, an internal thing.
0: You gotta be lenient if you know somebody. You yeah, because then,
1: because then, sometimes on. also too, you get these dudes that look like couch potatoes, be one women that look like Beyonce, and like, is you looking like Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, you know, right? So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling, not Michael B. Jordan yeah so anyways that pretty much is it about sex did you have anything else you wanted to say
1: sex is great sex is good thank you <laughs> thank you father for that i mean just it's just perfect like you know when you just when you wake up in the morning and see a sunrise and you hear the birds chirping and there's a slight breeze that blows past you it just feels perfect when sex is happening just the connectors coming together it's just perfect harmony Oh my goodness, you know.
0: Not it's perfect. We often for me.
1: think we often look at the skies and the cosmos and the stars and say, "Wow, the cosmos, this is, this is God's handiwork." Boy, I'm going to tell you this. God got his hand on us in this undefiled marriage bed. Hello. Years. That's his handiwork.
0: Literally the worst.
1: <laughs> but anyway. Literally the
0: worst. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, let's go into our roots and bloom, which is our parenting segment. Mhm. And so, you know, I've been thinking about parenting and all the things that we're doing. And we, I like to call us balanced parenting, which is my word for parenting. I got to see if anybody else has come up with that because I might no coin balance. my own form. Because I think it's a good balance of gentle parenting, but a good balance of realistic parenting. It's like our own little parenting style, you know, like, we're we just are basically adapting based on our kids' needs at the time and based on each individual child and all that good stuff. It's like individual needs based parenting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I have been thinking, do you think that the kids of this generation or Gen Z this is Gen Z? I
1: don't know what generation we in.
0: And, well, I mean Gen Z and the and the generation we, okay, and the generation right now. We're millennials, but I think I think the millennials were the <laughs> we <get> last no. <laughs> I think the millennials were the last generation that were raised like, you know, with the teachers that kick you out the class and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But now everybody is gentle. Like you 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 probably vividly remember back in your day like a teacher yelling at you do you remember a teacher yelling at you or yelling in general
1: um a couple of them yeah exactly
0: now in this day and age would you expect to see a teacher yelling
1: nah because they're gonna be on tiktok
0: yeah you can't you know so these kids are different they really are and so um i want to know do you think this generation of kids is too soft
1: somewhat because and i think that just goes into and by like, this
0: generation i mean gen z and this generation yeah That's, so yeah so generation. gen z
1: was like gen z was the kid that was born before born between 1997 and
0: 2013 and
1: so our we, kids are what our kids are
0: gen alpha
1: maybe i don't know
0: Let's see. I'll look it up. But anyways, to so, look up anyways, this, but think it about it, if if answer the question Are the kids too soft.
1: Um, yeah, definitely. Right now they're a little soft. Cause man, like, bruh, these kids, and especially like I'll be thinking about our kids, which is not their fault because my my goal was to have kids and have them not to have to you know deal with the things that I had to deal with as a kid. So that's, that's kind of not their fault. But in a sense of like all this tablet time and not going outside and you know just the socialization of like being around other kids for an amount a certain amount of time where you know a roasting session might pop off or something (laughs) like that you know what i mean like these kids don't have that they ain't they ain't got that they ain't got that thick skin like we used to have yeah you know so and i think because everything is bullying yeah everything is bullying everything is just kind of overly sensitive and yeah
0: yeah so this generation is called Generation Alpha. I guess I was right. I must have heard that somewhere. And so I do also agree that this generation of kids is too soft. And it kind of came from my school site conference I went to where we were talking about anxiety and how it's risen and how basically it's risen through the years. Even us, we have more anxiety Um in our generation than previous generations mm-hmm. i mean they was really going through some stuff back then but i just think they know they had anxiety <laughs> yeah
1: i just a, think it a wasn't... lot of these terms like come yeah up i just recently? think it wasn't
0: a name for it like he was just called crazy they they was putting people in mental institutions and giving them lobotomies and stuff <laughs> dang
1: that's wild yeah. right and we ain't even that far removed from that that's just wild
0: yeah and so anyways though the the really the term too soft means like prone to anxiety, prone to mental health issues, prone to being, um, you know, getting their feelings hurt, prone to crying, not being able to deal with life, essentially. And so what that comes from is, number one, overprotective parenting. And so, you know, you've heard of the term helicopter parenting. It's just mm-hmm. those parents that can't let their kid be a kid they are over them hovering over them and even working in the school environment we see a lot of this like when a kid comes home and tells their parents something you should see how fast them parents be at the school and yes I do understand you have to advocate for your child um and if there is a a, a real issue but some of these parents are like they just think you know oh a boy was playing t- like a kid will be playing tack too hard and they will um you know push a kid or something and they will write this whole narrative like oh my kid is being bullied and it's like girl be for real and we will send out people to watch them and stuff but these parents are like really painting a narrative and it's causing their kids to have um anxiety essentially because they don't develop that resilience and they don't develop those skills they need to really take care and fend for themselves. Like, you know, like they should be able to. Yeah. And so that's one of the things. And so recently we have been pulling back, um, you know, and letting our kids be more autonomous. We haven't been rescuing them from every little thing, even in the house. We don't like, you know, if a kid is on the couch and you tell them you might fall, You know, now all of a sudden they're afraid of falling. What's the likelihood of them really falling? And if they do fall, then that's a better teacher. Now, of course, you don't let them just get on the roof and and let them jump off, obviously. But, you know, jumping off of a couch is not going to really hurt them. Not like that. And so you want kids to learn for themselves and you want them to be able to trust themselves because really the root of anxiety is, is thinking that you can't handle something and so you want kids to feel like they can handle things and so what do you think about that
1: yeah i mean it kind of makes sense because like oftentimes and you know i didn't really think about it until you really said said it after the conference is that oftentimes we impose our own fears in in kids you know what i mean yeah I mean, it's we're trying to we it's 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 by um what's the word I'm looking for we we're we trying don't, to protect them. yeah we don't mean any harm by it. like we're trying to do right but then we just get this overstimulated or over like oh don't do that you know what I mean it's almost like we already imp- implement something within them that probably necessarily wasn't even there. You know, a good example for that would be, like, you know, going to an amusement park and, you know, your kid is tall enough to ride a roller coaster, but then you say, like, oh, I don't think she should ride the roller coaster because it, it has a drop and it has all these loops and she's going to be scared, you know? Uh, yeah. I get that you're trying to be protective, but then also, if she wants to ride the ride, if she's tall enough to ride the ride, you know what I mean? It's kind of a... It's, it's something else about life and, like, self-exploration. Right. And kind of figuring things out yourself because... She's not gonna die from being scared, you right. know. Like going on a loop, it might hurt her stomach, but then when she gets off, she'll be like, "Ooh, I'm not getting on no ride with no loop anymore because I don't want my stomach to feel like that." Right. Or you never know, she might be like, "Wow, going through that loop, that was really an adrenaline rush for me. I want to go again." Yeah, you know. But I, we can never figure that out, or they can never figure that out on them on the by themselves. If I already impose a what I think she should be doing, yeah, you know, beforehand
0: yeah yeah we have to give them a chance to um, fail we have to give them a chance to really feel those feelings because oftentimes we try to prevent our kids from feeling scared or fear we try to prevent our kids from feeling anxious we try to prevent our kids from feeling um, nervous or anything that we deem negative angry frustrated and it's important to have those feelings because there's nothing wrong with those feelings. All feelings are literally okay and it's part of being a human. However, when we prevent them from having those feelings, what we're trying to what we're telling them basically is those are negative and you shouldn't be feeling that way. Your emotions are too big. Don't feel that way. And, mm-hmm. but they need to feel them and they need to develop the appropriate coping skills. And so, us as parents need to sit back and let them feel those things, let them feel discomfort, let them feel. You know, when they have a beef at school and they have an issue at school, ask them, what's that like? How did that make you feel? How are you going to handle it? You don't have to be so quick to give them the answer and to tell them what they can do or what they should do. Let them try to figure it out. And then, you know, where you need to add in, then that's where you add in. And so... Um, that's one of the things that that's one of the big things that are making kids too soft. Another thing is that there's a high level of parental pressure. Like we have kids in a hundred different things and then we expect them to be like perfect and everything. We want you to have straight A's. We want you to be the perfectly behaved. We want you to be in all of these extracurricular activities and we want you to be the best in them. And so sometimes, you know, we impose those beliefs on kids and really we're making them feel inadequate, and that can also lead to anxiety as well. Another thing um, that kind of goes with that overprotectiveness is that we don't give them that autonomy to make their own decisions, to decide things themselves. Like today, tomorrow, Autumn's going on a field trip. And so I had her come down. I mean, I could have easily made the lunch. It would have been quick, snappy, in a hurry. Mm -hmm. But I had her come down and make the lunch. And, and, you know, and I coached her through it. And I was just thinking, wow, she don't know how to do a lot. She's already seven, and she didn't know, like, a sandwich had to go in a bag. So that's my bad because I always do everything for them. She was like, how is the plate going to go into my lunch pail? Girl, a plate. So anyways, that's just something funny, but that's something that we could also do because you don't want to hinder their independence or their self-confidence, and as they achieve things, then they learn, like, I can do hard things. I can handle this, and they built that that confidence in themselves. And then we have the excessive screen time. One of the big takeaways from the NASP conference was Mm -hmm. that Screen time leads to less happiness. Period. There is no mm-hmm. if-ands or buts about it. Like, limit your kids' screen time. They need to be, especially on social media. My kids aren't going to have social media. I don't think ever, to be honest. I don't think that mm-hmm. that's going to be something that we do in our household. Maybe when they're teenagers, but I don't even want you to start developing weird things when you're like seventeen. All of a sudden. Like, I just don't think that it's necessary. But then that I guess that also means I have to diminish it because I got to lead by example because, listen, I love me some social media.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But it also leads to, you know, feelings of comparison and adequacy, anxiety, and all of those things. And kids really need to be outside playing and figuring out life, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And then, um, yeah, so those are really some of the things that lead to the softness of kids um and lead to the anxiety the not the the, like the over anxiety the overly all the mental health issues there's so many of them and of course there's that's not to say if a kid has anxiety that means they're too soft or if a kid has mental health issues that means they're too soft it can mean that you know it was a, a amalgamation of of those things Or it can mean that there's actually an issue there. And there can be actually an issue there, even with the amalgamation of those things. So this, no way, don't take this as, oh, my kid just needs to get a little stronger and that's it. Because, you know, you really have to start these things at a young age so that when they get to that point, then you're able to see, you know, like, what do I need to do? What can we do more of? What can we do better And how can we basically approach, um, you know, their mental health overall?
1: Mm, Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. All righty. Well, let's go ahead and close this thing out. So last but not least, we're going to go ahead and get into our lifestyle section. And today we're going to be talking about very shortly and very briefly because it's a lot going on within this story. Matter of fact, it's 50 TikToks worth. (laughs) <laughs> things going on in the I'm story really. um and today we're gonna be talking about a tiktoker that goes by the name of risi or risa tisa <laughs> risa tisa
0: risa
1: tisa um, i didn't who, watch
0: them things yeah, who, i've heard about it though and i've created the, the "Who
1: the f did i marry <laughs> situation and like i said it's it's literally she has 50 tiktoks i guess you can count them as 50 episodes i mean essentially it's kind of like a show you know we love watching like we love watching the dateline shows and stuff like that or whatever this essentially was that just about every tiktok that she had was about like 10 minutes long so when you think about it you know what i mean like she had a whole full show and some seasons going on <laughs> for, you, <laughs> for you to watch it or not That's but so um funny. Yeah, so the gist of what happened is this lady meets a man online, right? This is right before the pandemic happens. Um, Meets a man online. They go on some dates. Some way, somehow, in her mind, she found it like, huh, you know what? Once the pandemic started and we all had to kind of, you know, get shuttered in home. Right. She was like, I don't want to be by myself, so maybe I can have her move in. Without knowing this man from Adam. But that's neither here nor there. There's a, there, That's in here this,
0: and there. I mean, it's a bu- <laughs>
1: there's a bunch of parts in this story that I'm just like, girl, what was you thinking? So she has a man move in with her, you know. She thinking that everything's going good. Like, he's a cool dude. Seems cool. The big thing was, like, he started kind of paying some of her bills for her and the rent or whatnot. So she like, oh, okay, cool, you know. She moved this man in with her. And, like, he starts pretty much portraying this life and telling her about these things that he's doing these positions he has at work this money that he has and stuff like that like he said that what did he say one of the things he said that he was a professional arena football player right Uh and had these had this absorbing amount of money he had an offshore account he had like three accounts with money in them Like, first off, girl, you could have went to Google and saw that arena football players, they ain't ain't making NFL money.
0: And you probably could have Googled him to see if he was an arena (laughs) football
1: player. Like, so it was just a bunch of stuff. So we got that. You know, then it kind of takes a turn for the worst as, you know, as they're, well, they didn't even take a turn for the worst. I forgot. She ended up getting married to this man all within a year. You know, all within a year of this stuff happening or oh, whatnot but then after that like it starts taking a turn for the worse. she starts noticing some red flags thinking that he's lying about certain things i mean certain things as as buying her a car buying her a house family members that died from covid some that were already deceased years before covid even happened lying about his siblings Oh, would not wow, like is doing too much like in the story he would she said that in the morning he would get up and be talking on the phone, and he said that he would be talking to his siblings and would be talking to these people for like you know an hour, a couple of hours every morning, oh would not talking to his siblings, although she's never met any of his siblings uh-huh so
0: <laughs> the story was he wait was he was he actually on the
1: phone? Oh, yeah, he was actually on the phone, all right? Wait, who he was on the phone cheating. oh shoot this man was on the phone talking to other women sending explicit pictures just the whole nine Whatnot. oh what my
0: goodness but saying
1: it was his sister you know and in his, it's in his, she had to be a
0: little yeah a and little so not that smart because and, girl
1: bruh and so like i said i don't want to go into the whole story you guys can find on tiktok and watch all the stories if you want to or you can find like a quick summary but you know i think that at this point we've all kind of heard what's going on and so really what i want to get to in the gist of it is just like these red flags you know and red flags and just relationships I know this is our lifestyle section, but this is, you know, it's, it's very, like, relationship-centric to me. Yeah. But it's just, like, I want to get your take on just a little bit that you've heard, you know, and the things that you've seen. Like, what what is your immediate, like, thought on this situation?
0: On this lady?
1: Yeah. So,
0: my immediate thought is, girl, be for real. That you can't exactly. be that stupid. Honestly. I'm sorry. But, like, first of all, she looked to be in her 30s or so
1: <laughs> not look to be
0: <laughs> so like ma'am you are not no teenager or no teeny buffer at this
1: big age yeah, That's definitely that's, like, that's a new thing she we was saying at this big age yeah <laughs> literally
0: at this big age you gonna let a man trick you like that sis like you gots to be smarter than that like we should be confident we should know who we are we should be researching. Like, there's no way in heck that that all that should have happened. I mean, okay, let me not. I'm always part of the man haters club and not the woman haters club. But now, sis.
1: Yeah, she, it got to be some sis. accountability on and her. And
0: then also him. What a freaking weirdo. But weirdos is going to do what weirdos do. It's like uh, picking up a snake and then being like, oh, he bit me. Like, girl. I yeah. just don't see. I don't see how he got pat How all that got past um her and then you got other women reposted talking about oh something similar happened to me like y'all what is going on in society (laughs) don't be that trustworthy like what
1: you got to tell them no you got to tell them no literally literally (laughs) what really really interests me is like a couple of the lies like for example the him well first before he even say he's gonna buy her house let's start with the company car lie that he had so this man told her that he was working for a condiment company which was Heinz oh whatnot, not and that he was the vp of the company it was company. really
0: the brother right his twin brother yeah
1: so that's another thing this man had a whole twin brother right now the twin brother was an actual vp of and why company. you ain't met
0: this man mama
1: bruh it's just, just there's so Is many holes in this yeah and married this man
0: at least she didn't have no kids hopefully
1: well she she did get pregnant you know i mean and unfortunately but it looked like trying to be a blessing unfortunately she ended up having a miscarriage Oh, it now. I'm
0: sorry, but that sounds... But
1: like oh my, I said, let little, me not.
0: I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings.
1: <laughs> but man, yeah, so she didn't have any children. Imagine with these inheriting kids. them
0: lies. She probably would have had twin liars. Bruh.
1: So anyway, this twin. man, this man, gonna tell her one time, yeah, you know, they giving me a company car, um, but I gotta go down to the lot to kind of test drive all these cars. Um, so you, you know, you want to come with me to go test drive these cars to see which car make it for the company car? What company you, it, first off, you don't even have to have a position in a job to know that that's not how company cars work. (laughs) Usually companies already have cars and (laughs) they'll just give you the key to the Ford, the Ford fusion that they already got or something like that. I ain't never heard a company, unless it's like Apple or something that probably got buku bucks that said, you know what? Go pick your car off the lot. You know what I mean? But in all reality, there's no company that's going to be like, yeah, go figure out which car you want. And then we'll get that car for you as a company car not even cops like cops have a certain amount of they have a certain car that they gonna give give them keys to so i'm just like girl your red flag didn't go up with that right. or whatnot and so but anyway but it, it, then it never came into fruition like she never got he never got his company car he said he was gonna buy her car she never got her car but then the big thing was this he was gonna buy her a house situation right had this woman looking at $600,000 houses, then got <laughs> in contact with a realtor, right? uh what now and the realtor is like yeah you know if you guys just want to put a bid on this house i just need to see the proof of income you know, to make sure the proof of funds make sure you have the funds right uh-huh. and so this lady was like and i saw you know i did see that he had the proof of fun. he did show me a you know a screenshot of his if bank we about account. to buy a
0: house together i need your passwords and Bruh, everything
1: she said he showed me That's screenshots free. of the bank accounts right this man was going on google and going to google image and like google chase bank account <laughs> and showing her and showing her screenshot. Now all she had to do is grab the phone and swipe up or something like that. And saw it. that wasn't what it was, but really even with that, even with those red flags, because the realtor kept asking for proof of funds, which he kept saying, Oh, you know, I did, you know, I, I'm showing them the proof of funds. I put in an offer on this. And then one day he came home and just said, yeah, I put in an offer on this house. Like out of nowhere, out of the blue. Uh-huh. so she was like okay and then so she's looking at this house on zillow or whatever whatever app she was on or whatnot just kind of kept watching the house like she already fantasized about like oh I'm about to get this house you know what i mean Girl. and then the house set off the market so then she calls the realtor that's selling the house and she's like so i'm i'm looking and it says it's off the market i'm trying to figure I would out have been so what damn that what that means first off what the, what do you mean what does off the market mean yeah she
0: shouldn't have been dating <laughs> like, and she don't ever need to date again like
1: what and so then a realtor tells her yeah uh yeah it's off the market is it's being sold it's in the process of being sold right now um you know by and she's like well who you know who's buying it oh it's an older white couple that's buying it of course they ain't no older white couple this is, this is a black lady and a black man uh-huh. uh huh oh what not so then that's like her first like official lie right but what does she do she don't confront him about it and say, like, you've been lying this whole time, yada yada yada. She simply tells him, Well, it lo- it looks like, you know, she kind she kinda Alludes catches Yeah, she kinda catches him in the lie, but then she's like, Well, I just noticed a lie, so I'm just gonna try to just let's just get this lie out of the way and just let's just move on. She Girl, must
0: have really wanted a man.
1: I'm like, that's not a move on thing. But anyway, this whole story, it just, it really just blew my mind because there's just more layers into it. Like I said, there's family members. He said when she was trying, when she asked to meet family members, there's family members. He said that was dead, that wasn't dead. There's family members that he said died from COVID that died like twenty years ago. Just it's just he was
0: like literally a pathological. He was a liar. pathological there's actually, liar. You know, bro. it's actually a disease
1: yeah the man had like a criminal record and like i said the the ad the the id that he had was the ID of his actual brother his brother the lifestyle that he was trying to portray and said that he had was actually the life that his brother actually lived the brother was an actual vp you know in hines and and things of this nature but like i said i just wanted to really bring this story up because it's just like ladies 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 i mean men too especially in this time where like we doing a lot of online dating and people are just meeting people willy-nilly. Man, y'all got to vet these people.
0: I would you know ra- what I, mean? I would rather have someone pull each and every one of my teeth out before, <laughs> before.
1: I mean, and I'm not before. even saying y'all don't even got to vet these people. I mean, at least pay attention to the red the red glaring flashing lights of a red flag.
0: Thank God she didn't have a child with You know that.
1: what I mean? I mean, like, just crazy stuff. But, like I said, and now, as we even talk now, I'm pretty sure by the time this podcast gets posted, there's going to be more TikToks because there's already more TikToks now connected to the story where this man was originally married to somebody else. And now she's telling her story on TikTok. And then come to find out the man, the name that the man has been using ain't even his real name
0: he must be really charming or people must be really stupid i can't figure it Girl, out
1: i can't wait till lifetime or a law and order picks this up because you know law and order love to do stories of of recent events somebody gonna have to pick this story up and make a make something i can watch out of it because it's gonna be a hit when it does <laughs> so but anyway you guys that's our time for today um we thank you guys again for always just tuning into our podcast and chilling with us Um, As always, we just want you guys to check out our review section. Leave us a comment. Leave us a five-star review. Let us know if there's something you want us to talk about, maybe a topic we haven't spoken about before that you'd like to hear our perspective on. Just go ahead and leave that in the comment section for us. Please, again, rate us. Check out our info section where we have our uh, links to our social media, um, links to our book. Um, Just check out all that stuff and any other pertinent information we might have there. Um, so as always, again, we just thank you for spending time with us. We know you could be spending anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us and we appreciate that. So until next time, have a great rest of the week. Have a great rest of the start of this year. Good luck. and God bless you.